Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Movie Podders. As always, it's myself, Brian, and my good friend, Ryan. And back, second week in a row, is our good friend, Robbo. How we doing, boys? Alright. Aye, good. No, clearly right. nothing better to do with my time. I'm back. <laughs> Whatever, you love it. You've got a taste for it now. And you can't get enough of it. You can't get rid of me. I'm like a, a limpet. I'm attached to the ship. <laughs> cool. So we've got a reasonably exciting show. We're going to talk about the Ready or Not trailer. Um couple of bits of movie news. Ryan this time has prepared a quiz um, for Robbo to take on my <laughs> undefeated self. Just oh. give me the trophy um, now. There's no point in doing this. I'll, we'll be through the formalities, but I'm the, the champion in waiting. I'm waiting to be crowned. <laughs> we'll see. Um, we'll also talk about the movie Zodiac. Um, we've got some um, Twitter questions to answer as well this week. That's exciting. I was loving it actually. Who, dude, who's Matt? Who's who's Matt? I don't know, Matt. Oh, I just wonder. So we've no randoms then. Um, no randoms this time, unfortunately. But we'll get them back, Ryan. Right, we'll get. Um, do you want to start us off with the the first bit on the item schedule? <laughs> uh, so the only thing on the, the schedule, I believe. Uh, or for this section, so this week's trailer that we watched uh, all together, kind of, but not really, was for Ready or Not. This is the first trailer, uh, directed by Matt Bettinelli Open and Tyler Gillett. Uh, synopsis Ready or Not follows a young bride as she joins her new husband's rich, eccentric family in a time honoured tradition that turns into a lethal game with everyone fighting to their, or for their survival. Starring Samara Weaving, uh, Adam Brody, and Andy McDowell. Thoughts? Um, I thought it looked okay. My issue was, I felt like it gave away a lot of of the deaths that are clearly going to be in this film. Um, which kind of spoiled it a wee bit, because it, it looks like it's quite a fun film. Uh, not to be taken too seriously, but I do feel that it, that it gave away a wee bit too much... For my for my liking, I I totally agree with that. Right, I counted about twelve folk in that room to begin with, and I've seen about ten on dead already. <laughs> mostly a oh. mostly a crossbow. I must be said, right? <laughs> yeah. But I think it is meant to be. It's not. It's not taking itself seriously. It's not a total horror, is it? Because it was quite tongue in cheek. No, it's more like there, there was a film out. It reminds me of a film, slightly different tone, but there was a film out that, that a couple of years ago called Free Fire. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is set like in a sort of rundown, uh, empty factory, and it does like a, I think it's an arms deal that's going down, and basically, like, shit hits the fan, and everyone starts trying to kill each other for this. Can't remember if it was money or an arms deal or something, but basically, that premise that everyone's out to kill each other. Aye. But that was like, that was only like an hour and twenty minutes. It's a fun little movie, and this looks the same. But the difference with the trailer for Free Fire, you never saw really anyone killed. Whereas you do see quite a few in this trailer, I think. Aye. If there's ever going to be a sequel in that, I, I reckon it's uh, it's going to be like a, a Jerry Springer because that husband's a knob, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> like that that marriage. If, if she survives the night, they're straight into council the next morning. So the, the marriage is already Probably. on the rocks. That's what I think you find out about your husband and the night you get married. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a film that. It's just, like I'm saying, it knows what it is, so it's no yeah. taking itself seriously at all, um, and that that's fine as long as it knows that and 
we know that as well, so you can have like yeah. a fun time with it. Um, I think there's one scene that I feel like you probably already can guess that she's going to end up killing people or they'll kill all each other and all the rest of it. Like you know that she's going to make it till the end, and then either she'll live or die, one of the two, and probably live more than likely yeah, as these things so. go. But there's like one scene where you see her and her face is covered in blood, so it's like yeah, she obviously went on some sort of wee kill spree. Almost started to enjoy it herself. Yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was it with the trailers. I'm sure there was other trailers, but there was nothing really, uh, when I was looking through for us to watch stuff, there was nothing really that stood out uh, in, oh, in the movie world anyway. Yeah. Um, so I believe we're going to move on to the, the first question of this infamous quiz. Mm. I have my whiteboard and my pen ready. <laughs> I actually on that note, right? Uh, for those at home who can't see, Robbie is literally Brian is literally like so proud, like a proud father with this whiteboard and his wee eraser thing. <laughs> hey. I, I feel a bit obsolete. So is that a point already to Brian because he's obviously clearly more prepared than me, or is this? Do I, do I need to have a a thing, uh, Ryan, or do I just need to answer the question? Uh, no, just answer the question. Right, good. I'm back in. Whatever. Easy. <laughs> so there's no writing involved this week. Uh, not that. Not unless we get to like a tiebreaker. I, t- I get told I get so much jip last week for not having a pen and paper. I, it doesn't matter. You'd be lucky. You'd take a tiebreaker, <laughs> Robbie. But you'd be lucky to get that far in this contest. Just you. All right. So we'll, we'll start off quite easy with the questions. Um, or what, what I believe to be quite easy. We'll just ease these in. We'll do. Um, we'll do two questions each this round then, because uh, the structure's been messed with a wee bit. Should so, we let the contender go first? Aye, right, go for it. Okay, Robbie, you're up. Are you happy with that? Okay. <clears throat> so, I think... Right, I'll ask these questions all the way around because I think it may be too easy otherwise. Um, so, well, general general movie questions. Which 1997 film stars Nicolas Cage, John Cusack, and John Malkovich? Who's that? Is that for me? Yes, Stuart Robertson. Right. It's 97, Cage, Cusack and Malkovich. The reason I know this is, bizarrely, he was in, John Malkovich is in TV today. He's, he's gone back to the West End or something, or, or, or London. And I talked about his films, it's Con Air. But that was literally on the TV today, uh, saying like he's a, a Hollywood icon and stuff. So I, I knew it anyway, but that was bizarre because that was on today's like, news that he's back in the... London's West End or whatever it is the Broadway thing in London but aye uh, Conair right 1-0 get up get up you Robbie you're right correct <laughs> with Conair and the West End so, so. Hey. two, two points thanks bonus point um, no just one point this might be int- I'm sure Ryan already knows this but Robbo do you know that um, Malkovich has done a movie that's going to get released in like 100 years or something like that no, I not. So like, that. no one who's alive just no. now will get to see it. What a selfish bastard! I want to see that. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to pre-book it. I'm going to pre-book it on Amazon. A hundred years time, there probably isn't going to be anyone around to watch it anyway. Ah, he's missed a trick, isn't he? <laughs> what, an, what an idiot! I bet he's just bluffing a bit. There is no film. He's just done the wee aye. A hundred years time, his name will get googled the hell again, and then his estate will get money or something. Clever. Maybe. All right. Next question, Robbie. What was the name of the second Indiana Jones movie? 
released in 1984. This is this is a. I don't know the answer to this question. Are you a be- are you being you know, serious? Serious? Indiana Jones Temple of Doom? All oh, right. Yes, it was kidding. That's correct answer. Well done. I didn't. I didn't know the order, so that was just a guess. And you was just kind of banking on. I thought he was doing like an egghead what thing you there. Bank? Are you trying to get me to lose here? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to make it as difficult as possible. Kind I, of. I genuinely thought with that being such a simple answer that he was doing one of those kind of egghead things like, well, I know it's not The Last Crusade because that was the third one. I know it's not the first one because the first one... What was the name of... So it must be... Well, they, they all do it in eggheads. But I genuinely thought being a... What was the name of the creepy guy on eggheads? They're all creepy, man. Kevin. Oh, I with the hair. Um... Oh, he's like the younger one out of them all. Aye. Really creepy guy. AJ or something, is it not? Or... Aye, aye. Oh, no, he, I think you're right. CJ, he's not on it anymore. CJ. It's because he's a creepy breeks man. Aye, he's probably in jail <laughs> or something. <laughs> allegedly, I should say, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> right, next question. <clears throat> um, in 1996... Two from that, 96. Uh, right. Sorry, in, 1990, in 1996 movie, Independence Day... Right. Jeff Goldblum repeats a line he uttered in 1993's Jurassic Park. What is it? That is, that's unfair because Robbie knows this and I don't, so that's cheating already. <laughs> uh, so he says a line in, in Independence Day that he says in Jurassic Park, right? And I'm going. I know that this is going to be annoying because I'm going to think about this. It has to be something quite iconic if it's in both. I haven't. I can't even think of Independence Day. I'm trying to think about Jurassic Park, and the only thing I can think of is it says in Jurassic Park that I can remember is something about nature finds a way. Nature finds a way. That be something that you might have said in Independence. Life finds a way. Life, life finds a life way. Finds if it's that, would you give me it? I know it's not close. Final answer. I, I, that's all I can think of. Nature, life, life finds a way is what I'm going to go with. Is that no? It's the wrong answer. Aye, good guess though. Good guess. Ten out of ten for the effort. Unfortunately not. We'll pass it over. I know um, must go faster. Tis the correct answer. Must go when, faster. When does he say that in Independence Day? I know he's in the he's when in the car with the just the T Rex, but when is it in there? Um, do you know when they go to the mothership and then they're flying back out of it and it's the, there's little little spaceships chasing them and there's the doors sort of closing. Aye, he says it. Then. Oh, does he? Is that? I take it as intentional then, eh? I, I don't know, but I remember even back then when I first saw Independence Day thinking that's like the same as Jurassic Park. Aye. Oh, that's good. Aye. Great question. Okay, good. So Robbie has stormed into the lead with that one. Um, next question, Brian. <laughs> oh, <aye. laughs> this is for folk listening. He flipped me the bird, right? <laughs> Family show. <laughs> that's not the bird. No, you don't need... That's the uh, I stand corrected. <laughs> Another uh, point for Brian. <laughs> um, in the Shawshank Redemption, why does Red say he was named Red? Oh, not a clue, man. Um, I generally have no idea. Robbo's got a wee bit of a smirk on his face, so it looks like he has a, an inkling at least. I don't know, because he liked to paint. I have no idea. <laughs> Final answer, he liked to paint. <laughs> right, it's... Robo? I, you know, I, I'm laughing because literally I, in prep for the last pod, 
um, was asking Fiona because the round they gave you is about Shawshank and then Stand By Me, two of her favourite movies. And she's down the stairs watching, well, not yet, but I love Isla at some point. But the answer's on the couch down the stairs and I don't know it. <laughs> and it's so, it's so, so <laughs> close, but I don't know it. Um, so, I, I, again, I've taken a wee kind of logical guess. It's called Red. Um, I don't know. It's a childhood nickname. He, wore, he, kept, he always wore a red top or something as a kid, something like that. No, that is not the answer that I'm looking for. It's good, but it's not right. So it's because, um, so what he says, it's because he's Irish. And that's a throwback to the book because in the book, the character's an Irish guy with red hair. So that's a wee thing for that. That that was good casting with Morgan Freeman. Very much so. Very much so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, so. Robbie leads the way so far. Oh, this is what I have to read. I'm not the best at reading. Was it 2-1? Am I, am I trailing? Yes, you're yeah. trailing 2-1. I've got them right where I want them. <laughs> um, yeah, so this week, this week's movie news, we've got Michael Fassbender starring in Spy Brother Malco, uh, which will be... Um, Eric Warren Singer is on board to write the script, which will draw from uh, Gerard de Villers' SAS series... Uh, running around to about 200 books. Um, he's going to play Malko Lynch, is, it? is that how you pronounce it? Who's an Austrian nobleman and freelance CIA operative who spent his formative years in a special special Nazi work camp for captured spies. Um, how do we, any, any opinions on this? How do we feel about Fassbender these days? I, I, I like him. I really like him. Um... I thought he might be the next Bond and see if he does a good job with this. Maybe that's a wee addition for Bond. Um, aye, I do I do like him. Uh, that sounds good, actually. The the Nazi element, the Austrian, because he is, obviously, he, he fits the bill for that kind of look as well. Okay, that sounds really good, actually. I like a good kind of 40s spy thing as well, because it's none of the old mod cons. It's old-fashioned, isn't it? It's old-fashioned tracking people being... Kind of going unseen and stuff, so that that's good potential would be pretty good. Uh, and obviously, as a history nerd, that the, the context of that is great because it's stuff that I, I teach kids that every day, like the Nazi stuff and the concentration camps and the work camps as well. So it'd be good to see a different wee context yeah. and a more modern taking it. So that well, that sounds really good. But film wise, I, I thought Fastbender was maybe. I know it's still Daniel Craig and his last Bonds. This one, oh, it was Shatterhand, by the way. Shatterhand. We were talking about that last time. I'd heard a title for the next Bond film. Oh, right, okay. It's Shatterhand. It's apparently in a, one of the books somewhere, it's like a, a group, and they, they went with the, kind of the alias Shatterhand, but I don't know if that would be the film. But um, No, I reckon it could be good, and if he does well, I think he'd be a good James Bond, but I don't know. I hope that's not the name of the next Bond film. Like, <laughs> I hope it's just a code yeah. name, because all I can hear is Shatterhand, so... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I hope that's not. Uh, enough, uh, I think it sounds quite good. Um, fan of Fastbender, um, so yeah, always most things he's in. If, he, if he's in something, I'll be more interested in watching it. So um, that applies for this as well. Uh, I think if anything, this probably doesn't do him out of bond. But I think like this is maybe going to be his own, um, his own kind of spy series that he'd be doing. Because as far as I understand, like there's loads of these books that this is based off of. Well, yeah, well, there's around 200 books, and this yeah. is the 29th book uh, called uh, Berlin Checkpoint Charlie. 
is the title of the book. It's based on, I'm not saying it's going to be exactly that story, but it seems to be based on that, which was published in 1973. When, did you say it was Nazi? It was a Nazi thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, that would be, like, his chick- well, he, he spent... He spent his formative years in special Nazi work camp, so... Aye, right. Because checkpoint, might be after. Checkpoint Charlie's Cold War. It's the Berlin Wall. It's the, the American sector was famously Checkpoint Charlie. Um, so that's it. It suggests it's going to be set in the 60s then. That's even better. Cold War. Right. Cold War's really cool, so I, I, I like it even better. Yeah, I like that. Just on your, your James Bond point there, Robbo, there's a bit where it says, like, uh, like he sort of lives by his own moral code with a wicked wit and a lust for life. Um, I quite like that because like Fassbender can pull that sort of character off quite well like he plays that sort of charming sort mm-hmm. of um, like hyper confident borderline arrogant character really well Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen it but the scene I think of like one of my favourite fa- like, I've got two favourite Fassbender scenes one's from X-Men First Class the scene in Argentina Ryan when he's yeah, at a bar so good. and he confronts the 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 Nazi officers in that bar it, it's fantastic and then again the, his other scene in, involves Nazis as well actually the scene again in a bar in Inglorious Bastards when yeah uh, mm-hmm. I think that's what it, that's probably my favourite scene in Inglorious Bastards and he he plays that he plays it so well and so if he gets the chance to act like that again and like carry the movie himself I, I'd be I'd be really interested to see what that that looks like. He's also got something against the old Nazis as well because um, yeah, we, we were rewatching the uh, Band of Brothers and he's in he's, it. Um, in that. Yeah, yeah. So is James McAvoy as well, and he's he's German. He's half German as well. Yeah. So don't know. Well, we, but I mean, everyone's in Band of Brothers, though, aren't Tom they? Tom Hardy. True. No, Tom yeah, Hardy. Yeah, yeah, a lot of big names. Isn't Benedict in it as well? Simon Pegg. Yeah. Yeah. But they they were quite known Even at the time, though. I, I say Simon Pegg was. Yeah. You, you noticed him. But you didn't, you didn't know Fazbender's going to go out and become who he has become. Yeah. Definitely. That sounds good, actually. I um, like that. So, next bit of news is that um, Todd Phillips has confirmed that the Joker movie is going to be R-rated. Um, I'll start with this. I don't really have an opinion on this, just because my only hope is that they're not just making it R-rated just so they can swear more or be more violent. It, it, I hope that they've just made a story and it, it's just been written and when they've presented it, it has to be R-rated. They've not just tried to make it R-rated because I think movies suffer with that. For example, I watched a movie the other day uh, which will probably suffer a little bit in the box office. I'm not sure how much box office it would have made anyway, called Late Night. And that's a 15, and I think it's a 15 because... They say the F word about six or seven times, but actually, had you replaced that word with something else, it wouldn't really change the dialogue, and it would have been a twelve A instead of a a fifteen. So I hope it's not just thrown in there just for the sake of it. What is just? I'm not sure. What's the R rating then? And is it a, is that a fifteen or an eighteen in this? Fifteen. It, uh, it's, it's a is it? It's a seventeen in America, I think, but a fifteen over here. All right. Ah well, uh, no, it's funny. Uh, I've seen the trailer for that, and we talked about it a bit last time, making him a bit of a sympathetic case and stuff. I don't know. It's like you say. It's, I, 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 maybe they're better just making the film and then going right. That's what we've got. Would you? What do you make that rather than saying we're going to make it in this? But I don't know how it works. I, I would rather just make the film and go right. That's what it is. So what do you call that? Is that is that an eighteen? Is that R rated? Is that whatever? 
rather than try to see if we need to try and make it for the because if if all they're doing is putting in a couple of f bombs to make it the 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 number and it doesn't add anything, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know how they do it in the movie world. So the way it works is the way it works a lot of times is they submit it to whoever is in charge of the ratings, Aye. and then they decide what rating it will be given. But they must they probably already know. Hmm. If it's going to be above a, a, in in the states is PG thirteen, so they probably already know just by filming it if it's going to go above that. But like, yeah, going back to that point, like it, it's hopefully that they've just made a story which just happens to be that it needs to be R rated, yeah. and that they've not tried to make it R rated. So I think there's a I think there's a difference there. Yeah, yeah. I don't have anything Ryan. to add to that. Nope. <laughs> it's obviously the the story that it's going to, we're going to get for it. It's, uh, seems like it's going to be like an adult story, so I think there's no reason to be trying to aim towards a younger audience or anything at all. So if they want to lean in more to like the R rating stuff, then that's fine. It doesn't really bother me that much. Aye. Just, I think what will be in, in. Sorry, Rob, on you go. I was going to say, just thinking about it, it, it would need to be violence because I couldn't picture it, it, it being sex scenes. I don't know why, but I kind of see that kind of joker. I don't. In fact, I see that Jack Nichol, uh, Nicholson had uh, the famous uh, model as his girlfriend. But I don't know. I don't see the joker as a sexual character. If that makes sense, so it'd probably be no. violence rather than graphic sex scenes. But need to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, I think language will be part of this as well. I'd imagine yeah. just be the fact that he's kind of going to be the the underworld of Gotham City. Um, well, I, I'm interested to know. Obviously, they, they mentioned this as a standalone, but obviously they're rebooting Batman now with Robert Pattinson, and if that will come into effect at all, um, I doubt it. But I would be interested to see if if that will happen. Mm. Yeah, I don't think so. I would be. I'd also be very surprised, and I kind of don't want it to be. A, just looking forward to this being its own thing and not having to cram itself yeah. into whatever world they want to put it into. Yeah, just. Particularly before we move on, talking about superheroes, I don't know how much truth's in this, but there's a lot of rumours going around that John Krasinski, Emily Blunt and Liam Hemsworth are being uh, touted for Fantastic Four. But I'm not just I'm not sure if that's just a lot of fan cast. Mm. Yeah, I've seen that bandied about, uh, about quite a lot, like John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Um I would be happy with two thirds of what you've said there. I wouldn't want Liam Hensworth yet at all. He's you know like Liam. No, most of the stuff I've seen him in, I've not enjoyed him in. So um, we'll get a patch in his big brother. That's it. Who's the um, fourth? Ever... Then because there's four, obviously. They've not. They've. I've not <laughs> seen a fourth person linked yet. All right. I think. I think Emily and John would be. Good shouts for the two, and obviously fantastic. I think John Krasinski he went for Captain America in the past, didn't he? Yeah, and, and apparently Emily Blunt was up for Black Widow as well at one point. So, oh really? Um, Marvel have a bit of a history of going back and getting people if they never got them the first time as well. Especially with the profile that Krasinski has now, he's he's a yeah he's a a different kettle of fish from what he was when Captain America first came out. He was just Jim from The Office, which is fantastic if you watch The Office, but if you don't watch that. You probably would never have known who he was. Yeah. He was good. They were good in that um, the film. I forget the name of it. We went to see it. Yeah. They were down in uh, England it, last uh, year. They, they can't make noise. What was it called? Quiet Place. I loved it. It was really good. Because they're a real couple as well, it just it kind of came across, didn't it? They're really good. 
uh, talking about Quiet Place, the Killian Murphy's going to be in the sequel for that. Oh, is there another one? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're making, it's going to be out next year. I, I still don't think he should uh, get himself killed. John, he too, he's too quick yeah, to judge that. He should have just, he could, he could have scrambled out of that situation with the kids member on the car. I'm not going to spoil it, but he was too quick. He, he's clever enough to get out of that. It's been out for over a year, man. Just spoil away. I can't <laughs> forget, but he, he jumped out the car and then started screaming, didn't he? And then the thing ripped up to bits. <laughs> but... Well, it's because he, he was going for his kids, though, wasn't it? Aye, but I, I just, I, do, I think he didn't, he didn't think it through properly. He could have, I was thinking, right, <laughs> I'd have thrown something in a bush or something, made a noise over there, or hit the horn of the car and then pushed the car down the hill to the handbrake off. I don't know. He just ran a field and started screaming. I thought, John, think it through, pal. This would be the last thing you ever do on planet Earth. But fair play to him. He saved his kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hero. <laughs> Are we ready for the second part of the quiz, Ryan? Right, I think you're back into this. Go on. Uh, certainly am, bear with me. Two seconds. Uh, right, so the second part of the quiz... Hold on. Hold, hold your horses here, I need to get the questions. Joke. Chris Tartler's bad for us as well, seen millionaire, he never knew he was doing He's like, hey, two <laughs> seconds, guys, is it, what's after the thousand pound? Is it, how does it work? Do we give him the million quid now? Right, two <laughs> seconds, folks, we'll just, just we'll cut this, we'll go edit this before it goes live. Who's coughing, who's coughing in the audience there? <laughs> uh, right, we'll do another two questions, will we? Has right, this, this slowed down? Because Ryan's coming across really slow in my mic. <laughs> is, have you suddenly <laughs> adjusted the speed? Or is no, it's this just me. The, my head it's your natural thought process speed. Right. Just, just yes, so I'm aware of what I'm hearing. Thank you. <laughs> right, uh, we'll do soundtracks. So. Ooh. Oh. Um, I think Robo might be quite good at this one. The question I posed to Stuart Robertson: Yeah, which nineties movie soundtrack is the best-selling soundtrack of all time? Oh, I'm insulted you're asking me this. But let me guess: two seconds. Um, <laughs> I, I think it, ha- it has to be. It has to be one or the other, right? It's like Egghead, so I'm going to get. It has to be four weddings and a funeral, or it has to be Robin Hood. If I'm wrong, fine. But I think it is it a song from the, like the soundtrack CD. Is that what you mean? It's the biggest selling. Yeah. Right, I'm, yes. Yeah. I, soundtrack. The, is it? I'm assuming you mean the full catalogue of songs in the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, okay. As opposed to what? Well, as opposed to just one. Because yeah, no, 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 the Hood soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you go and buy the album, go buy the album. So if you buy the album, I reckon it would probably still be something like. Um, because of that song, that Robin Hood song, that was in the charts. I think it's still in the charts at number ten the now. So I reckon it's going to be the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves soundtrack. And if it isn't that, it's uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. And if it isn't that, it's Jurassic Park. And if it isn't that, it's probably Pulp Fiction. But if it isn't any of them, I reckon it'd probably be Braveheart. So if I'm right, just right. give me a point for any of them, or just tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're wrong. None of them are right. With all, with all five of those. I'm not saying anything. It's Brian's. Um... So, so, what was Robbo's answer there? Robin Hood. Uh, well, yes. well, we we now know that it was also not the other four. So I've just given away. Well, you don't know that. I'm not. Oh, I'm gonna, so you have been uh, really strict. I'm going to. I'm just going to ah. say the film that came into my head before Robbo said it, just because it's probably my favourite soundtrack from the nineties, which was the Pulp Fiction one. Final answer. Yes. No. 
Incorrect. Reservoir Dogs? Incorrect. God, and all the ones Robbo said are incorrect. Oh, really? Yeah. I tell you what, I was, yeah, yeah. All right, well, then put us out of misery. Give us a clue. Oh, I give us a clue first, and then put us out of misery. <laughs> um, Kevin Costner is in the film. Oh, Bodyguard. There we go. Overrated. What a crap song as well. <laughs> That's the, that. the Pulp yeah. Fiction soundtrack is miles better than Bodyguard soundtrack. I'm not disputing that in the slightest, but that's not what the question was, was it? It's all those Whitney fans getting out there, man. Can I just can I can I get can I get half a point because Kevin Costner was in my guess. What? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, I, I did t- deduct a point for that questioning of a point. I apologise <laughs> profusely. <laughs> and I had it back on this. Uh, Robbie, which Disney soundtrack is the best selling of all time? Hey, I'm going to go Lion King. Ah, I just said that. I just said that answer? as well. Aye, he's got yeah, it. He's got it, isn't he? Yeah! Oh. Woohoo! Right, I need to think. Oh. I need to think then. Because I just said that. I had my head in my hands. I was, I was, I was going to just keep trying. There's a lot of good... There's a lot of good good ones. Aye. Uh, I think I know oh, what it is. I know what it is as well, after you get that one wrong. Um, Disney soundtrack of all time. Correct. Right, I got a point then. Thanks for that. Cheers. Correct. Aladdin. Because Robin Williams is singing. It has to be Aladdin if it isn't just um, Lion King. So Aladdin. Freelancer. A Little Mermaid probably is good as well, isn't it? Because that was really... Sebastian <laughs> sang... They're all good. It's, it's banging after banging. Do you know, do you know what I, I, I said to the students the other day as a reference? Uh, Beauty and the Beast... Um, the wee candlesticks that sang that song. I came up in conversation. Yeah, uh, the anyway. French guy. Aye, uh, the wee French guy. Ca- Sebastian. No, that's, is he Sebastian? Is that what he's called? I, I, no, it's the crab from... Aye, but it might be the candlestick as well. But anyway, I'm going to go, uh, Ryan. I'm getting away from the, the question. The question is, it's the answers that Aladdin for me, probably. It probably isn't it, but I'm going to be up. Incorrect. Aye, Incorrect. Is it, is it this... It is that. Oh, and they just follows. Good use of the uh, whiteboard. Extra point added. Aye, <laughs> Brian just wrote frozen on the thing. We and he drew a cock and balls for no reason, but and he showed it to the camera. <laughs> it was a bit. It just ever since I've seen Super Bad, I feel like you've got to draw it every time. Yeah. Oh, good shout, man! I didn't realise that was uh, Disney though. Was it in my defence? Yeah, it is. Jungle uh, Book as well. Oh, the best. Better than Frozen. Aye. Lion King, Battle and Frozen. Moana's a better soundtrack than Frozen. Well, I've been frozen out this round. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> right, get another question coming Can up. I, point for I just want to do another question for this. I'm just trying to think Go of what I've got left here. I don't question know, I, was... I don't know if I'll like a, a bit of gamesmanship and slow him down. He's a juggernaut here. He's unstoppable. Um, <laughs> if you want. If... But it's, only, it's still 2 1. Oh, did you get them all Aye, wrong as well? 2 1. Aye. Aye. I keep going then. I feel better about that. <laughs> right. A uh, couple of wee Oscars questions. Aye. Oh. Um, Who's this? Me? Yeah, so we'll go for yourself. I'm just trying to see what would be the best one to go for here. Uh, right, we'll go for these ones. So, what is the first colour picture to win Best Picture? I think I know this, and it wasn't even full of colour. I think it was The Wizard of Oz, because it, it changed when she went to Oz. So, I, I, I'm going to say The Wizard of Oz, because I know that was in. Like black and white, then colour. So I'm, I'm, that could be a bit of cinematic. Are we, are we nugget there? Or it could be well wrong. 
and judging from your face, don't take it as a final answer, Ryan, to just see what you're... <laughs> the problem is I can see your reaction, so I don't know if you're, uh, I don't know if you're trying to give me a clue with your face. <laughs> that's, that's, that's much better. Ryan just covered his face in the screen, and I just feel much more relaxed at that fact that's happened. No, I'm still going to say The Wizard of Oz. Incorrect. Oh, oh, man, I have no idea what this will be. Um... Gone with the wind. Was that final answer? Oh, I bet it. Final I bet answer. Aye. Correct. Oh, oh, nice. And he storms into the lead. <laughs> Shoots well, he's more so. That's a fix. Three one. Oh dear. Was at the cinema forever though. To be fair, so it was bound to win something. Ah, good, yeah. Good point, well made. Uh, next question. Go for it. What are the only sequels to win Best Picture? More than more than one sequel, more than one film. What? What do you mean? It's just because you said what? What are the sequels to suggest? Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, was... yeah. There's more than one film. There's. I'll tell you. There's two. Two. There's, I'm looking for two answers. I know one of them. <sighs> and you're not going to tell me if it's the same franchise or not? No. No. I'm going to go with Godfather Two. I'm waiting for you the other part of the answer. I'm thinking. Yeah, dear, yeah. I was going to say the God. I thought I was. I'm sitting smiling at a Cheshire cat. Godfather I was two. <laughs> Damn it. And another sequel. Oh, Godfather uh, two. I was going to say the Godfather two. I'm going to say uh, Toy Story as well for animation. Or did you say Best Picture? Best Picture. Is it? Oh, sorry. Is it a point for each of these, Ryan? Or can there be? Because. It's only because no, but we'll stick it as just one oh, right. complete point for fairness. So, yeah. so, so Godfather two and can we give it half a point? Because I reckon he's right, with Godfather. But I think another one. Can I weasel? Can, can uh, I weasel yeah. that out of you? And if, um, if I, if I, I can't it. think of sequels that are really good that should get Oscars. I think I know one. God, Godfather two, and just because I would like it if this was true, Empire Strikes Back. Incorrect. So, was, was it, shall we do? do you, what, how do you want to do this then? Half a really, point? Or? Be charitable, come on, it's a quest for chat. Do full, do, I mean, if you're doing half points, you might as well do full the points. The money's going to charity, Robbie. Oh, no, because, so, we're, we're, donating, no, no. we're donating all the prize money to charity, so it's just for a good cause. So, <laughs> you shut up, you don't know. <laughs> we'll do half a point because then Robbo gets a chance to get half a point here as well. So, no, but that's Robo, what I'm saying. But if you do a point, Robbo gets a chance to get a point. So, it's just the same, isn't it? All right, fair enough, aye. Right. So, uh, uh, am I in? Cause it, yeah, right, you're in. I'm yeah. in so, what's, so, great. Wait, wait uh, sorry, I'll tell you Godfather 2 was right. Aye. Sorry, that's correct. You you did see me dancing on that camera. I, you, I knew that. I was. I, you knew I knew it. Right, so I've got a point for that, thanks. And the other one <laughs> that... I'm, I guess alien, Aliens. Aliens might be the second one. So that's my guess. It's wrong, isn't it, Ryan? It's wrong. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn it. Who's in uh, this film? Ah, give us a clue. It, what? Give us a clue. Who's in this He's film? He's fingers on buzzles. Who's in this film? Quite the cast. Quite the cast. Oh. Oceans. Um, guarantee, well, I think, guarantee Ro- Robbie's seen it. Robo, I don't think you're a fan of this franchise. Oh, I don't care. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> I don't know what is the franchise. I no, don't tell us. Uh, Lord of the Rings. 
Return of the King. Uh, we don't have time in this podcast, but one day, listeners, I'm going to enlighten you all as to why they're the worst <laughs> films you've ever I'm pretty sure seen. you did that in the first pod to be done with you. Oh, I go back and listen to it again then and revisit why it's crap. <laughs> it's on the web. Go and listen back. It's terrible. <laughs> so what's the score, Ryan? So the score in that case then is Brian has four points and Stuart has one point. Aye. Sounds good, that, doesn't it? Well, it depends what side of the fence you're on, Brian. (laughs) On the right side (laughs) of the fence. Unfortunately. There's still time, isn't there, Ryan? Just go on, give me me a pep talk, keep me me motivated. Aye, we've still got, I've got another two questions. One of them's like, uh, who am I type one. Oh, so, Ryan Johnson like what you did oh, so there's a chance for five points so. oh well brilliant oh nice um, cool so um, last week uh, Robbo brought up the fact that he watched Memento which is a film we recommended to him probably over a year ago so this week we thought we'd recommend another movie to Robbo and we'd all myself and Ryan watched it again and Robbo watched it for the first time the movie was um, I've got a little bit of information on the movie just to, before we go so the movie's called Zodiac on Rotten Tomatoes, it has 89% from the the critics and it has 77% by the fans. It is directed by David Fincher. Uh, it's starring Robert Downey Jr., Jake Gyllenhaal and the wonderful Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Thoughts on it, Robo? Okay, just... You've got quite oh, a few I, thoughts well, on it. The, the boys know, right? Um, folk listening at home. This was the section, the segment that almost never happened. I, I turned this off last night about half an hour in and I refused to continue to watch it. And I texted the boys and said, sorry, boys, I, I'm not watching this. I can't watch it. It's too graphic. Now, you're probably sitting thinking, what a softie, what an idiot. But basically, the premise of the, the movie is it's a, a real killer. So it starts off by saying it's, it's the, a real case load of events and it starts yeah it's, it's based on real case files yeah and I'll tell you there's something about that that I think as I get a wee bit older maybe it's empathy maybe it's I think it's probably just the empathetic side of me gets a bit more um, developed but I, I couldn't handle it see the very first the very first scene is a, a couple a young couple um, and they get they get killed by this guy well eventually well you think they get killed the boy survives you find out he survives but uh, it's not a spoiler because he is alive when you last see him but it was just, I could actually feel it. I'm not even being funny. I, I was sitting in my own house where I love TV and I love to relax. And I just felt what I imagined they, the real people would, not obviously to the same degree, but I was kind of a bit apprehensive. I was a bit like kind of tense. As when the guys in the car drives up behind them, I just thought, that's that's it. That's something bad, that doom. And I, I got through it, but I did text and said, boys, I, this is brutal. I, I'm, I'm close to, I'm it's close true. to yeah, turning this off. It's true that we... Uh, we had to convince you to keep watching it. Ah, yeah, yeah. So I got past that bit, and then I liked the idea of he sends in the the cipher and all that stuff. And then this the one I I stopped it when the guy and his girlfriend at the, at the lake. And I went, I'm not. I can't watch this. And I'm not watching anymore because it was just too great. It was just too real. Like because we've all got partners and stuff. So I just I, I don't know. I just sit and think about that as being Fiona and like the, the the panic she's got. This guy's coming over. What are we going to do? And the guy's like, oh, it's fine. It's nothing. That kind of ignorant bravado and but that happened to a real person and just and when I saw it I just thought nah so I, I just text the guys and says sorry guys that's not happening I can't watch this I'm not sitting in my own house feeling like this watching a movie so I turned it off and then I was convinced that there's only a couple more scenes with the murders and then I fast forwarded it past them because the guys told me but apart from that which is just a thing that 
I don't know, as I get older, I just can't watch it. It was a great film. I really loved it. Um, gripping, just the the um, the story of it all was just fantastic. Try to actually solve, and it's a. I, I don't have a problem with them trying to solve real crimes and stuff, but I did have a problem watching the reenactments because it's real people and they're very graphic. But I loved yeah. the film. But what yeah. do you guys? Because it's one of your favourites, Ryan. You said that was your rainy day film. Yeah, um, and. I like. I think we've all used the word to describe like some of these scenes, and it's all, like, I think the word is like brutal. Like all the the murder scenes. Like I, I've not watched it in a wee while, and that like watching the lake one in particular, I was like, oh, that's like the the noise it makes. Like mm. I think mm. the sound is one of like the the big things about it. But um, yeah, uh, it's one one of my favourite films. Love the way it's shot. I love the the use of colour like throughout the film. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, that's quite good. Um, and great performances by Jalen uh, Hall and Downey Jr. and that. So, um, yeah, he's not loved in it, it that much. I f- I didn't realise how little he's actually no. in it. Robert yeah, he just pops in and out. It really didn't. It's more more Jalen Hall and Ruffalo really. Ma- ma- um, I've not seen it since it was released at the cinema, and in my memory of it, he was in it through yeah. the film. Um, my favourite character was Mark Ruffalo's character. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that type of person really impresses me. He he's passionate about his job, but uh, he he he's very calm to Jake Gyllenhaal's, who's a just for folk that haven't seen it, he's a cartoonist at the San Francisco Chronicle, where the Zodiac Killer sending in these ciphers, and that's how he gets involved through his job. That this killer sending this stuff to the the editing team, which he's a part of as a cartoonist. So that's his in. But Mark Ruffalo is part of the now. I did watch it last night, but there's so many different police departments because the area of the killings take place fall into different jurisdictions. That was something actually I, yeah. I wrote down that we look back at that in 2019 and go, for goodness sake, how, how uncoordinated all of it must have been back then because yeah. it was just this kind of county or village or town line and it fell into the jurisdiction of a different police. But Mark Ruffalo's police department are the main ones dealing with it. I just, I really liked his character. Um, Really calm, but passionate, driven. Not emotional either, but you could tell there was emotion and he was d- determined to catch the guy, but he never lost his temper. Even when he was getting pissed off at Gyllenhaal for kind of pestering him to keep the case open and going. I liked that um, that type of person. So I, I really liked his character. He was my favourite character in it. I think the only time you really see anything close to him bubbling over is when um, Downey Jr.'s character... Uh, goes to the press about yeah, um, yeah. he gets he gets pissed off with him doesn't he yeah, yeah like you, you can sense it then but otherwise yeah he's, he's quite a calm character throughout yeah, I, I like think him. just to, just to go back on Robbo's point about how how sort of graphic it is and hard to watch I, I get that and and I don't I don't enjoy watching it it makes me feel uncomfortable and like you said tense apprehensive I, I get all those emotions but for me that's actually one of the reasons why I like movies so much like I don't just watch movies to to have like to laugh or enjoy like I like watching movies that yeah make me happy make me sad make me cry make me think about things and I but obviously like I and I totally get why people wouldn't like watching that stuff because it's it's not enjoyable to watch but where do you fall on films where like it's important that that story's told now obviously this Arthur Lee guy it's not necessarily important that his story was told because actually there's no real redemption at the end of this film That's true. because they never find out if it really was him, and if it was, he died before they could do pre- 
get any justice. So it's not necessarily a story that we need to know. But I think a film's like Selma. Have you seen Selma? Do you know, uh, I haven't, and I really should, because uh, we teach Selma, and I, I'm just going to assume it's, yeah. the, it's the, the march over the bridge, because we, we, I, yeah, I watched that yeah. live, that actual live footage that was shot on the day with the kids, and you hear the batons. I think they're breaking bones. You, you can't tell it, yeah. but you hear it. And the kids don't like it, and yeah. I don't like it either, but you know it's probably somebody's head as well, because it's got a thud to it, and it's sickening. Um, see, see if it's, uh, but I think that's an important thing to watch, though, because it, it's it's such a massive part of history and what these people had to suffer through. Yeah. And it's a story that needs to be shared, and it it is un- it, it's, it should feel uncomfortable because it is uncomfortable. Yeah. I think that Whereas, one of the biggest reasons I, I don't tolerate it in the house is... I, I do it for a living, and let's say um, I'd like to think students right. get a lot out of my lessons because when we do teach about Selma, I'll take five minutes and we'll watch it back. We'll, we'll look at somebody that fell, who was a, there's a woman who falls in one of the scene, uh, scenes, but it's, it's a live like, newsreel catching yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the peaceful march that turns violent on the police charge, and a woman falls over and gets gets whacked, like, literally like sparked out with this baton, and you know how thick they are. And we all watch it, and I, I ham up and say, that's somebody's mum, that's somebody's sister, and she's now going to be in hospital because you can't... It's not even hamming up, though, that's just Yeah, no, but, but, but no, back in the world, they'd say, look, look at the violence here. But I make them think of, like, that's a peaceful protest turned. But then we teach things like this, we teach, I'm teaching the slave trade just now, we teach the Holocaust, and I really want that empathy to come through because it's one thing saying a lot of folk died during the Holocaust or whatever, yeah, but yeah, yeah. go to a place like the Imperial War Museum and walk through that thing, you, you can't walk out not in tears almost. So there's a difference of saying it and then experiencing it to a more empathetic level. So I do it at work quite a lot, so when I come home with it, I, I just can't handle, like, I can't hand it. gets really heavy. I just I couldn't deal with it last night. I, I, like I said to you, as you know, it's not a hammer up. I text you twice to say, guys, I can't watch this. I'm not doing it. So, yeah. but then you can't persevere. But I'm glad I did because I really did enjoy it. Um, I love the. I love when there was something we watched on Netflix. It was to do with a killer. Uh, it was hand the very first handwriting case, and it was. Um, oh, I forget the guys that were in it, uh, but it was on Netflix. I'll, I'll maybe tell you next time I'm on, but. Um, offhand I can't remember but it's quite a decently big cast and they found the very first um, criminal through handwriting analysis and it was breakthrough at the time whereas last the, the Zodiac film was about these ciphers and then the handwriting as well which at the time was a new technology and it's just quite great to see that in a film see folk yeah, yeah, that's catching people that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but one of, one of the things that I would just point out like talking about how obviously like you never really found out what happened i found that a little unsatisfying at the end and frustrating and i guess that's kind of the point that like not all stories have an end this one kind of just like fizzles out almost because that there was no justice for these people just want to bring up a seat my favorite scene in the film uh i wonder i I'd be interested to know how you feel about it, Robo, because I know you like horror. I think there's a fantastic horror scene in this film when Jake Gyllenhaal goes to that the guy who makes the posters for the the movie theater, yeah. and it's like it's kind of like the reverse of what we're used to seeing in horror films because normally it's dark and then something appears, whereas in this occasion the lights are on and then the guy switches the light off, and that's what creates all the the sort of horror intention. And then Jake Gyllenhaal's like running 
to get out of the the house. I thought I think that is a fantastic little bit of horror in, in that. That film. actually was my favourite scene. It's funny you said that um, because uh, he, he goes to the character's house. Uh, or he, he, he meets up the character because of handwriting analysis on a film poster that he yeah, believes yeah. the suspect had made. And Rick, was it Rick someone? Rick, uh, Rick a marshal or Rick, something like that. And um, he contacts the, the, the person who was involved with Rick Marshall, won't you call him, and uh, they agreed to meet at a theatre, it looks like, and then they, he says, we can go for coffee. No, no, cut in my house. And yeah, yeah. you just know there that something's off. Because even in the car, and it's cinematic, so it's done for this effect, you couldn't see these full face in the car, so you're trying to get the impression yeah, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal can't quite identify him properly, so you don't get a good look, it's not fully lit, it's not safe, there's something about the old stranger danger over there, he, he doesn't know who that is yet, goes to the house, yeah. then he starts admitting, like you said, Jake Gyllenhaal says, this is his handwriting, and the guy goes, very, very menacingly, well that's not his handwriting. That's yeah, yeah. that's my handwriting, and we've just been told very recently that that handwriting on that poster they believe is that of the killer, and it turns out it wasn't. But when he hears that, he panics. But then the bit I didn't get was yeah. when the guy says, "That's my handwriting." But look, he came here to see that real film that I've got. Come on, it's down in the basement. Then he said something. Not many folk have basements in Los Angeles, but I do. Now that was one of the things on one of the ciphers that was. And he kept talking about the th- uh, yeah, yeah. something about uh, something to do with nature, the, the the beast of nature, or something like that. As a film, that he, a, a, a saying that was also in the first cipher. And this guy was saying all of it. I thought, Jesus Christ, he's got. But Jake Gyllenhaal knew that he thought that was a killer. He knew that's all that stuff. So why he went down to the basement with them scared me. But it was that kind of compliance of Christ. I think he's a killer, and he's not threatened me yet. But I have to go down because if I say no. He might pull a gun, he might attack me now, so I might just have to do what he says and then get out of this somehow. I, th- I think there might also be the fact that at this point it's been years they've been investigating oh, this, true, yeah. and maybe he has this like need to know what happened. Yeah. Like, I need to know the end of this story sort of thing, and, and the end of that story is in the basement, and so maybe that's why part of it as well. And fear, he's clearly scared as well, so maybe he's just like letting the guy lead because he's so scared at that point as well. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad that I'm glad I persevered because um, the, the wee bit I, I didn't feel good watching it. And like I say, I know movies don't always make you feel good, but there's certain things that I won't watch in my own house. Like Fiona will tell you this. Um, we were trying to watch that The Staircase. She loves it. She loves. I said it to you last time. She loves true crime. I couldn't watch the, the Staircase when you see too much of. I don't know if he's The Staircase on Netflix, guys. If he's I. Yeah, right. I could not watch it and we went for a wee walk one day and she says like, "What? give it a second chance and I, I did, we watched about one half of one episode and I says like, I'm not being funny with you, I can't, I'll watch something else with you but I cannot watch this in this house because I feel terrible with seeing this graphic content so I think there's going to be a day that comes we go and see a movie that I walk out of I'll just walk out and say I can't handle this I don't want to put myself through I've it. walked out of a movie before because of the because of violence in it. Yeah, it'll happen to me, I'm sure. Yeah. Not to be funny or to make a point, I just don't want to, I, I don't want to put myself through something that I'm not going to cope with emotionally because it'd stay with me. Once you see it, it can't get out of your head, do you know what I mean? So, Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Um, like, everybody's got their own tastes and yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what they're happy with. Um, but I think that's the reason why 
we get such brutality in this film is to I feel like everything in the film is done for a reason to to make you yeah. feel the way people felt at that time and feel like the the kind of terror and the horror and um Aye. like going on the stuff like you were saying before like that's that's also my favorite scene for the film like I remember just being so creeped out watching that the first time um the scene at the lake as well see the bit where the guy where Zodiac's walking towards him and then you just see him just slip behind a yeah. tree yeah. that's like so creepy to me that's horrible yes so um, I think everything like that's done for a reason just to try and put you off edge and just make you uncomfortable watching it so but it's obviously for for some people it's that's going to be not push over the edge I suppose yeah. but yeah. Um, yeah I love it I th- I, just before we move on my just a, another scene that's really good the scene when they they speak to Arthur Lee and his work I was thinking that will be exact I think scene. that is a fantastic scene as well just do you know because he do you know what? Uh, he doesn't give anything away, but he comes across as just the the creepiest guy. Even just the way he sat and yeah. his mannerisms and the, the looks he gives him and stuff. It's just it's a it really is a fantastic bit of acting from that big guy. I don't know what his his real name is. No, he's good. Do you know what that reminded me of? Um, and then this is because I saw it for the first time. The minute he walked in and said a couple of things that he did, I knew that he was a prime suspect. Obviously, it's a lot gets given away, but he said. Anything I can help you with, get in touch and I'll help you. Now, I used to watch a lot of Columbo as a kid, and that's it's, it sounds silly, but it's, there's a lot of like a true like detective things in that to give you a wee hint as how to catch these folk. It is true that uh, if some whoever's involved in it tends to offer to help because they want to keep an eye on how close you are. I think they mentioned that in the film as well. He don't does they? say it later on. At some point. He says it later on. He says we tend to find that they do keep in touch. They do, because he wrote a letter when he got out of jail for the first time in four years, he got a letter from the guy who said, I'm sorry I couldn't help you, but if I can in the future, let me know. And he says, that's systematic of what killers, because they want to know how close we are. And it's something that's funny, because I, I remember Columbo, and Columbo always said that, like he said, oh, whoever's going to help me is the kind of guy that's, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to try and prove it was him or her. Um, but I, 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 that's a great scene. And even the bit where he gives his watch, like, that guy knows it's a Zodiac watch. But it didn't bother him. Mm-hmm. Then he starts offering things that he didn't ask about. He says, oh, the knives. I had knives in my boot the day the guy was killed. I was killing chickens. That was the blood. They never brought that up, but he offers it. Uh, it's yeah. so yeah. provocative and making them know more stuff. Because normally the police have to fight with clever questions or just wear you down with questions. But he started to offer them stuff they didn't even know. Because they were startled. Like, what? Knives in the back of your car? We didn't know this. Yeah. It's great. I like that. Yeah, yeah. good scene. No, it's it. A couple of things, just quickly before we end this section. Do you not think uh, Ruffalo looks a lot like Columbo? I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, like if that's a real one thing. more thing, ma'am. My right, wife loves thing. you, but <laughs> but he, but saying that as well, though he, he he puts on a different voice as well. Yeah, that's not his his normal voice. He's he's, he's using it's, in this no. film. Uh, it's a bit huskier. Yeah, it's good. One wee yeah. criticism of it is that it could have been a bit shorter because the films like that, it was good, but you had to really concentrate for it. I think it could have shaved off 20 minutes as Aye. well, but I think. But. Um, last thing on it, um, if you like that, uh, I don't know if either of you have seen it, but on Netflix, uh, Fincher's got a TV show which is like before this called Mindhunters. Or Mindhunter, I can't remember what it's called exactly, that's, but it's one of the That's two. what I'm talking about, Mindhunter. Yes, it? it's about hand-writing right, analysis. 
I like the create the, they're the ones who create like this this phrase serial killer yes and profiles that's and it. stuff like Mind that. Mind Hunter Fraser and yeah. Tona said to us because we, we we had watched um, Making a Murderer which I, I could watch because it didn't focus on the group Grizzly Murder it focused on trying to catch and prove which I like the logic of that I can deal with that but not that gruesome but but they said if you like that you'll love Mind Hunter that's it Mind Hunter hey so good that's brilliant as well and it's all shot the same way it's got the same vibe yeah. it's very much in the same vein so cool. Robbie if you've not seen it you should watch it yeah I might, ch- I might check that out cool nice cool so next week or when we next do a pod uh, we're going to do another movie uh, this time Rob will seen this yes. one but myself and I will, I've not seen it I'm assuming you've not seen it either Ryan You'll nope a uh, movie called Inherit the Wind uh, 19... 19- 1960, uh, it's, it's one of my favourite films, um, let's see, it's nothing but a, it's a courtroom drama, it's based on true stories, uh, a true story, um, I won't say anything more than that, but I just want to see what you think about it, it brings up, in fact, Robbie, I know you like your kind of um, religious, moral and philosophical debates and stuff, it brings up all of this stuff, and there's a twist in it as well, I'm not going to say any more, but there's twists in it too, uh, and Spencer Tracy just is a great actor, Gene Kelly's in it from Singing in the Rain fame, but he's a, he's not singing and dancing, he's just acting, it's just gripping, I really love that film, Inherit the Wind, uh, it's black and white, but we'll see what you think next week. Yeah, yes. looking forward to it, looking forward to it. Ryan, you're up, buddy. Alright, uh, yeah, okay, so we've got the final section of our quiz. So we'll do the who am I? I think first, or All right. the who am, who am I? But it's a film. All right. right. Yep. All right. Yeah. So who's this for? Me or Robbie? Robbie, we'll go yes, you first. Yes, it's worked so well so far. Right. So same setup as before. So first question. If you can get in the first question, five points. Four, three, two, one. As we go down. So there's five clues that I will give you for this film so first clue it is from 1997 and as a worldwide box office it made all in all 618 million dollars okay so 1997 right I'm just going to take a wee note of my bit of paper right I'm not going to uh, guess at 97 it could be many things so uh, 800 odd million at the box office okay 1618. What? 1618. Oh, six. Okay. Million. Oh, right. No, it's definitely not what Okay. Right. Uh, for four points, I'm not going to take a stab at that. Okay. So, for the next clue, it has a John Williams score. Ah. 1997. John Williams. John Williams kind of goes with Spielberg for stuff I tend to associate with. 97 with Spielberg doing stuff we what John Williams big box office nah it's, it's I've got a couple of ideas but or something in my head that's kind of trying to get to the front of my brain but I, it's nothing jumping out I need another wee bit of a clue here ok so your third clue the tagline for the movie is something has survived something has survived yes Oh, then I, uh, all right. So something has survived. That's something like extra. It sounds alien to me. Extraterrestrial. John Williams, ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. What's happening in ninety-seven? 
Kelly were pulled away in the Scottish Cup, known us because we're amazing. <laughs> that was '97. <laughs> uh, what else happened that year? Nothing as. Rangers won the league. Don't know if, don't know if we can clarify that. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, that's oh, that's oh, that's not. Do they still count them? Oh, <laughs> anyway, right, uh, right. It must be an extraterrestrial thing. '97, John Williams. Ah, right. Keep going. I can't get it for three. That's so annoying. I think I'm close with this. Something right. survived. Want me to do the next one? Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to make sure nothing's cut in my brain, and it will take forever if you just sit and listen to me. <laughs> okay. Fourth clue. Isla Sorna. Oh right, okay. It's uh, Jurassic Park: The Lost World. Correct. Well done. Ah, right. Thanks for that. Yeah, I didn't actually. Two points. Do you know what I was thinking? Uh, I saw on to said Isla Sorna, um, which is funny because Americans don't see Isle. It's the Isle of Sorna. Anyway, um, yeah. it's when you said that I got it. But I was thinking something like, um, what's the one with the comet that hits Deep Impact or something? Or like, yeah. I, I just think like something alien or something, something survived. It did, or, or it something did space. sound a bit more alien sort of tagline yeah. than dinosaur. That's good. So two points for me. Happy days. Correct. Cool. Uh, Robbie. Yep. You're up. So I'm, I'm, you, I'm here. Ready. Your film. First clue. Ready for you. Um, Ready for you. <laughs> first clue. It is from 
Mars Attack. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I thought you had it. No, I thought it's Mars Attack. Did Jack That's Nicholson amazing. not sing in that? <laughs> that is amazing. You were so confident. You were so like you're pure gallus. Like I, I, you we're almost <laughs> swaggering sitting down. <laughs> I was trying to stress you, man. Mars Attack. There you go. I'm cocky. I bunk. I blew it. I blew it. So when you said like the tagline and then obviously singing like Will Smith, I was just like, has to be, but oh, it's alright, still in the lead. I like that tagline. That's a good way of doing it. That gets quite clever. Okay, so it's multiple choice, right? B. Okay. One of these is not a rule for surviving a horror movie, as stated by Randy Meeks in Scream. Okay. So your options are. You can never have sex. You can never drink or do drugs. You can never say, I'll be right back. And you can never sleep over at a friend's house. So is that A, B, C, D? I go that, A, B, C, D. Right, so one of them is not... So three are, and one is not one of them. Correct. Yeah. Go through them again, just because I'm... So the guy, I, yeah. I can picture so, the scene, so he says, if you do... These three things you ain't surviving a horror movie, but one of these isn't correct. Correct. Right, so A. you can never have sex. You can never drink or do drugs. Right. You can never say I'll be right back. And you can never <sighs> sleep over at a friend's house. I have my letter. I'm not going to show it obviously yet, but I've got my letter here. I've got it. I, I know which one I think it is. That is not correct. It's one of two. I've got mine. We showing? Yeah, so on three, one, two, three. Oh, just show me. I went A. I went A. That's wrong. Hey. Ryan is the question. So what do you go for? B? I went for B. Well, in an interesting turn of event, you are both wrong. Oh, aye. Is it D? It's D then? It is D. Yeah, I knew it was What's one of the can't, You can't sleep over at a friend's house. I thought it was well, a you always, thing. It, it, he harped on for ages about being a virgin, so he was safe. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, ah, good. So, oh, well, no movement Same there. score. Same score. <laughs> so, Oscar related. Right. Who has the most male nominations for Best Actor? Oh. Most male nominations for Best Actor. Male. And then we'll do Best Actress as well. Right. I think I've got the man and the woman I think I have too. So it's just uh, it's best actor can I just be clear on that it's just best actor or just support No that best actor and then best actress. Okay. I've written both down already. Alright I just give me a second I'm trying to uh, um, give me a second I'm just writing the how do you spell Julia Roberts? Uh <laughs> There you go. Right, I've got my two. I've got mine. Ready, Michelle? I think both mine. I think both mines are wrong. Ready? Reveal your answers. Oh. Can you see that? Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. That's my two. Tom Hanks and I've Meryl Denz- Streep. I've got Denzel Washington and Meryl Streep. Oh, you've both got one right. It's Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Aye. Correct. That's all we've both got. Aye. <laughs> the male oh. is all. Tell you what, keep going with this because this don't tell us. Don't make oh. it easy. Give us a. Uh, Type me guess. Um, not as their points attached. Robbie's won the quiz. Unfortunately, it's uh, we can't dethrone him. But male, 
Paul Newman get a lot, but he never really won one. Paul Newman. See, obviously, like my first thought was Daniel Day Lewis, nope. but I don't feel that he's been nominated loads. He just wins when he is nominated. Ah, he's dynamite, him. Great hit rate. DiCaprio. Um, well, no, here's five. Um, Gary Oldman. Nope. Hmm. Um, Do you want to know how many nominations? I yes. tell us that would you? It's more than seven because twelve. Twelve, 12 nominations. Whoa. And this is all. And is this one at best three actor times. and supporting? Best? No, just best actor. There was no mention of supporting, just best actor. Is it Sydney? What is? What's his name? No. Is it? What's his Sydney... name? Begins with a P. Sydney Poitier. That's what he said. No, it's not him. It's not ah, him. Yeah. Lawrence <laughs> Olivier. Lawrence Olivier. Is that his name? He's American. American. Uh, Spencer, like Tra- Spencer Tracy. No. <laughs> Does he like rifles? Um, no. He's been in. A comic book film. He's been in a Kubrick film. Redman. He's been in who? Oh, Robert Redford. No. Kubrick. Keep going. Oh, Jack Nicholson. There we go. We got there. Ah, That's it's only it's only because I thought a shiny, (laughs) right? But that that is surprising though, because you wouldn't. That's a good question. Yeah, I'd never thought him until we got those clues. But even then, it was hard. So, yeah, well. So Good with job, that, Robbo gets five points at the end. Yeah, uh, no, he So I've just <laughs> uh, I've snatched uh, the old uh, victory from the jaws of defeat. So, so that's, that's yeah. So if we look, well, at, if we look at the league table, win, guys. Brian, right, Robbie, I'm just trying to figure out what. If we, Brian, if we look at the league table, so <laughs> if we look at the league table, Brian has still... two, Robbo and Ryan have zero. But the good thing is, I'll do a quiz for both of you next time, so you just have a chance to get off, get some points on the board. Just to clarify, Ryan, it's still a speedboat that I've won because I'll, I'll... <laughs> she's fifteen. She's Filipino. Take her back, boys. <laughs> he is really good at one. Ah well, right. So Ryan, we're, we're, we're doing that. We're doing that. We uh, third place playoff that nobody watches when the World Cup's on. <laughs> but that would be, be a cracking quiz. That. Um, <laughs> do you want to do the Twitter questions? Oh, aye, yeah. I've got answers for them. I've not. Tell you what, well, I, start, I, I know Matt's one. Matt, Matt asked, Matt texted in, he got in touch with our people, and our people told us, and they asked us to answer Matt's question, which was, um, <laughs> is there anything in a movie that just boils your blood? And Matt, thank you for getting in touch with our people. Hopefully they're kind on the phone, and when they came to visit our headquarters, they treated you nice. But um, here's your answer. I hate it when a cast, like Ghostbusters 2 happened in, where there's been a gap between the original and the sequel, and the cast fill in that time gap for the audience. There's a scene where uh, Dana goes to see Egon Spengler, and she's asking about Peter Venkman because there's been a, obviously a big gap, and she says to Egon, how is Peter these days? And Egon says things like, well, since he broke up with you and he, he lost his show, he did this, he's been working with that. It, it tells you all the stuff. It's just so unnatural, but when any time you get a, a sequel to something and then they use the cast to fill in that time gap for you it just I, it, I cringe with it because it's just so unnatural so that that boils my blood and the best time it happened I can think of was Ghostbusters 2 don't like the exposition do you? what's that? show sure don't tell yeah it's just something about it it's kind of like because um, you, you are kind of thinking like uh, there's a scene as well when 
Race Dance says something about, yeah, it's not like the old days when we get sued by every lawyer in the country for trying to blow up a marshmallow man. It, it tells you what happened to them after you left them on the roof in, or the bottom of the building in Ghostbusters 1. You don't need it. You just don't just get on with the next part of the story. And um, that boils my blood, is what Matt was saying. But his, I liked his one about fake moustaches. That is very specific. Yeah, fake facial hair or hair in general is, yeah. is a yeah. good one. Well, thanks for the question, right. Matt. That was mine. Um, mine's, uh, mine's are like wee stupid things in films. So, like, it seems like in films, nobody can end a conversation on a phone and say, all right, see you later, bye. They need to just be like mid-conversation, then phone down, and that's it. So, no saying bye on the phone is mine. <laughs> mine's <laughs> is um, when, I think I've mentioned this to, sh- so start that sentence again there. I think I've told you this before, Ryan. I hate it when I'm watching this counts for TV shows as well, movies, TV shows, and people have food or drinks in front of them and they don't touch them. <laughs> like someone can be having like a five, ten minute conversation in a restaurant with their meal in front of them and nobody takes a bite of food. It's weird. And on the flip side of that, I hate it when people take a drink out of a mug that's clearly empty. Ah, uh, you like, see that a lot, they're man. They're pretending they're fake drinking. Why not just put water in that mug? We can't <laughs> see what's in it anywhere. It's so stupid. I like that rubble. Real. That it really winds me up. That's why I'm very fond of Brad Pitt and Robert Downey Jr. Because famously they eat in most of their films. Aye. Or drink something. Yeah. Cool. Uh, just before we leave that one, Amelia saw that one and she said um, bad accents. Yeah. Yeah. Bad that's accents. That because me you can take her, take her right out of film. Um, that's a good shout that actually. Yeah, she, the one she brought up was Anne Hathaway. She's meant to be a Yorkshire girl. I don't know what the name of the film is, but that's the one that really irritated her. The one on the top of my head is Jessica Chastain in, is it The Huntsman? Yeah. Awful, awful accent. Yeah. And we're, we're Chastain fans, aren't we, Ryan? Uh, we are, but not, yeah, not like in that film. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, she's we went and saw it. Excellent actor. We went and saw that film um, at the Odeon in Kelly. Was it the Odeon? I can't remember what it was we went and saw it actually, but we went and saw it somewhere and like the accents were so bad that somebody through the crowd started shouting, Your accent's terrible. <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um So the next question is from is from at Johnston's underscore S. Do you know these people, Ryan? Just the Johnstons? Is that the fan that keeps following Ryan everywhere? And like follows about so, his yeah. house and stuff? So, a little bit obsessed. A little uh, bit obsessed with him. How's that going, Ryan? Yeah. Are you still getting pestered by that fan? Aye, unfortunately. Aye, this, oh, isn't it? Yeah, it happens, doesn't it? Aye, I tell you what, I know it's, uh, I know it's confidential, but the conversation we had off here, I'd phone the police, mate, because they sound nuts. <laughs> but I'll leave yeah. it to you. I'll leave Absolutely it to you. bonkers. <laughs> um, I think they've actually, although as much as they're a fan of Ryan, I think this may be directed towards you, Robo. Aye, got that. Um, what historical event <laughs> would you like to see made into a movie, and who would be in it? Uh, the entry for for me uh, there's been quite a lot of big Scottish stuff recently but nothing about the Jacobite 45 Boy and Prince Charlie and stuff so that's a cracking story waiting to be told just in the modern there's been films but old ones uh, Kit Harrington and his guys did a great job with um, Gunpowder on BBC last I think I talked about this last oh, time yeah. I was on with you as well so that kind of that, that group of people the actors would do a good job but there's a lot in that um, the story is great and it's the kind of story that just the genuine real history of it would just be unbelievable to folk. Um, the kind of spy, the guy called 
uh, Dudley Broadstreet that um, convinces the Jacobites in Derby not to go any further when actually if they went further the king was packing his bags and Charles probably would have been crowned in weeks or days but yeah the whole thing and it could end at Culloden so something to do with the Jacobite rebellion it's a story I just wait to be retold well they've kind of done that though like in TV form so I don't is that outlander is that they're... what that is I've not, yeah. I've not watched it I maybe should actually but um, I maybe then I, no, I, I'd, I'd want to go and see it as a film a big a big budget thing but I get if Outlander's doing it then maybe it isn't quite going to happen soon then because it's too samey potentially Ryan um, see I don't really have an answer for this like I would have said it's, it's a film that's been done recently so um it's kind of snookered me a wee bit, but I would have said like the moon landings or like that whole, like the Lance Armstrong, yeah, no Lance Armstrong, God, Neil Armstrong story. He um, wasn't that good a cyclist, Ryan. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I would have uh, wanted to have seen that before, but obviously I've just done that recently, so I don't really have an answer myself for this that I can think of offhand. It's yeah. up to you, Robbie. I'm probably going to be disappointed with my answer as well. Like, there's no particular event that springs to mind. I'm actually a big fan of biopics. Like, I loved Hidden Figures when that came out the other year. Um, the The thing I'd like to see, and this is just this is just to satisfy my geekiness, would be I'd love to see some sort of not necessarily biopic, but something to do with Stan Lee and Jack Kirby when mm. they first started at Marvel. And what that looked like creating characters and creating comic books, um, I, I'd quite like to see a film film about that. Um, in terms of who to be in it, um, the I don't know, I don't know, I can't think of any actors off the top of my head who I would want to see play those characters or who who I think would be good as those characters. I think Brian Cranston would make a good Stan Lee. Um, my only concern is that he's maybe a bit too old for that, though. Yeah, yeah. But but you're right. I think I think he would make a good Stan Lee. Um, I actually think Robert Downey Jr. would be quite good at it as well. But it's not someone I'd want to see in that role because it's too on the nose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, that that's probably something I'd quite like to watch. I'd, that I would enjoy that. I think. How has that happened? The question was history. You've got that back to Marvel. You do know that Marvel <laughs> isn't. Batman's not real, by the way. Like it didn't happen. Batman's not in Marvel, mate. Come on, you've got to be on this podcast. Get oh, your superheroes in the right universes. Right. <laughs> Edit this out. Don't let anybody hear me say that. My God, what a, what a turkey! Eh? No, no, and I know, and 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 that's my crime. I don't know. My my, my history is is poor, right, okay. and so I just have to think about what do I like watching. Uh, and in terms of like biopics and things like that, I genuinely really enjoy enjoy that sort of stuff. There was a good um, one I watched actually on that history. It was uh, it was um, it was set a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's nuts that they had that technology back then, isn't it? Like insane. <laughs> Mate, I've got a pedal. I've, I've got a pedal bin very similar, but it doesn't squeak or talk to me. It just <laughs> takes rubbish. But there you go. The past was an amazing time, folks. Um, and the last question uh, comes from, uh, oh, I've just lost it. It comes from at Amelia Sophia. Ah. Um, uh, who are your most overrated or underrated actors slash actresses? But 
Amelia, as a woman, you should know that they're all just called actors now. So disappointed yeah, in you. Come on, come on. Get, hashtag get, me too. Yeah, hashtag me too. I'm offended by this. But I'm going to go first. Overrated and underrated actors. I'm going to go first because I know I'm going to offend everybody. Uh, so I'll just get out your system and then you can get back on an even keel. DiCaprio is overrated. Jude Law is overrated. So the other ones that might be controversial. Clive Owen is rubbish as a leading <laughs> man. And the, I'd almost, I'd, I'd, I'm almost agreeing with that, yeah. I'm, yeah, not, Cl- I'm Clive not that Owen, with Clive Owen. He has the charisma of a cardboard box, and that's offensive to things I get through the post at times. He is horrendous. Uh, and I, I said overrated, but I don't think anybody rates her but Megan Fox. Um, oh, garbage, man. So, okay, uh, we'll just, that's my overrated. We'll just do overrated, then go back to underrated. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, DiCaprio, I've said oh, it before, he's a one-trick pony. Jude Law, Clive Owen, Megan Fox. I, I mean, I like Jude Law, but I don't, I don't have a problem so much with that one. But the DiCaprio one is, is nonsense. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah. That's the thing I know it's like, yeah, it's all subjective at the end of the day. Yeah, but. that's it. It doesn't. I'm, I'm being serious, right? I've said it but in the last time I was on this, the first or the first time I was on. I just can't not see it that it's le- he doesn't do anything different. Like Tom Hanks plays different people. He plays. He puts on weight. He loses weight. DiCaprio's always a handsome, charming alpha male. That that's his. That's his his character. And maybe Inception's a bit different, but he's still the alpha male of the group. I, I've never I mean, seen I would him that do anything. The character in Blood Diamond is different from the character in Django. Who's different from the character in The Departed? Yeah, Django is the only different one. I think he's good in that because he plays a character you're not actually meant to like. The other ones, they're just cashing in. He's he's like Tom Cruise, but he's a better actor. Like Tom Cruise will never get an Oscar nomination, but he's good looking well, and he can. No. Yeah, well, even back in the days, like, we, um, uh, Top Gun's not going to get my not a nomination or whatever. But he, yeah, but Kenny ha- McGuire and a few good men. Oh, I true. We're good, but good film. Handsome folk, go and see it. Guys want to be him, girls want to be with him. That's what DiCaprio is for me. He's a face, and he's a, he's just a, a he makes money. And I know it's you might think, oh, what, what an idiot, but I've yet to see anything. I mean, as he gets older, he might start doing things that don't rely on his looks. But as I see him, I still just think he's playing and he's he's good looks. Fair dues, Ryan. Can you guess my overrated actor? Oh, see, I'm too busy trying to think of my own overrated actors. No, I can't think. My overrated actor, and I'm not sure this is really from critics, but I see this guy fan cast for everything, and it's Scott Eastwood. Well, yeah. yeah. I think the guy is hopeless, man. He is the classic example of, I've got a famous dad, and I'm a really hand... You talk about handsome people, this is why this guy's in movies, and because he's dad. I think he's a useless actor. Is that John Wayne's son? <laughs> yes. Marion, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes, obviously, like, um, and if you want the scene to prove it overall, have you seen, um, is it Gran Torino? Clint Eastwood's film? All right. There's a scene in it where Scott Eastwood's like this little, he's meant to be like a wee, like, white wannabe ghetto kid, and Clint Eastwood says something to him about him. But just the performance that Scott Eastwood gives in that moment is awful, and I'm not a fan of him as an actor as well. I I, I agree with you, Robo. She's probably not that highly rated, but I think Megan Fox is 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 awful as well, and she's not good at acting. Nah. Um, it bugs me when they put like 
Whilst I don't agree with your point on, on Leonardo DiCaprio, it does bug me when they put pretty people in movies um, when they can't act. Like, like I don't watch movies to look at handsome and, and good-looking people. I watch it to be entertained by the quality of the acting. Yeah. Um, and th- those are two people who just do not do it for me um, at all. Cool. Ryan? Um, so, a couple of people for me, for guys. Uh, Jai Courtney. He always seems to pop up and stuff, but I don't understand why. I really dislike him. Um, he was in Die Hard 5 or 4 or something. I can't remember what one. And most recently that I can remember, Suicide Squad. He made his way into that, so... Yeah. He's one. Um, Idris. Not a fan. No, Idris. Oh, I like really. Idris. Alright. Uh, again, I don't really... I think he always plays the same kind of character. I think, kind of going on some of the stuff Robo says as well, Like I find that he tends to play the same type of person in most of these stuff, so... And maybe even I don't I can argue with myself with this one. And we were talking about this last night when we were watching uh, Zodiac. But uh, Downey as well, like he always kind of plays the same type of person. He's always got the facial hair. I did think he looked like um, a bit like Tony Stark. Aye, and even Sherlock Holmes as well. He had the same. He yeah. he can't shake off that he's Robert Downey Jr. I agree with that. But he's a good actor though, so I wouldn't put him in the ring. But he, yeah. he's always him first. It's one of those scenarios where him, when it suits the character, it works really well. And so, because he, he plays himself almost, doesn't he? I mean, Amelia made yeah. that point, the same point as you, Ryan, when we were watching Zodiac. Like, she was like, he kind of just plays himself, doesn't he? Like, all the time. And yeah. I think for for Tony Stark, that works really well. And Sherlock Holmes, actually. I've only seen the first Sherlock Holmes. But that sort of bravado that he has works well for those mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. Um, but apparently he played Chaplin. I've not seen his Chaplin movie, yeah. and he's meant to be excellent in that. So it would be interesting to see see what what he's like in that film. Yeah, I think I've Good. seen that. So back in the day, uh, Emma Watson's the only one I can think of for a girl. Emma Watson. Yeah, it's only yeah one I she's not very good. I would, I would agree with that one as well. Actually, oh, yeah. um, it's funny you, you said like Jai Courtney and you said Clive Owen because um, we I don't watch anymore. But me and Ryan used to watch this movie talk show called Clyder Movie Talk and. There's a guy on there called Christian Harloff who always brought up the point about every now and again, like Hollywood throws these actors at you, and it's like yeah. this is your next star. And I feel like that was Clive Owen in the UK. I feel like the UK media was like, "Here's Clive Owen. He's going to be the next Bond. He's our superstar British actor." And they sort of threw him at us for a while, and it never worked. And it was the same with Jai Courtney when he first came into movies. They were like, he he seemed to have been in everything, and you had it with the boy. Is it Tyler Kitsch as well? Yeah. And it it feels like sometimes the the movie industry wants to give you the next superstar, but it doesn't work that way. You have to be talented, and you have to have this natural charisma that people people are drawn to. Yeah, totally agree. Um, underrated actors. Um, this is daft because I think the guy's got an Oscar, but Wacom Phoenix underrated in terms of I think he's he he reminds me of like a Daniel Day Lewis, like he's a character actor totally, like he he changes. Uh, and then actually it's funny because you mentioned him but Gary Oldman I genuinely thought Gary Oldman was baldy because I first saw him as Lee Harvey Oswald in GFK and he was remarkable as that but I and he looked the, of the um, very much like the character so I take it they had to kind of thin his hair and stuff but when I saw him in like, Batman as well and like, Churchill and he's in all that great stuff as well he, he had his own hair and I thought that's a wig but it turns out that's how 
I first saw him as a, a couple of yeah, he's committed his craft, isn't couple he? of baldy characters, but he Gary Oldman is just a great actor. That's what I've got. I have. Um, I think we've probably mentioned these before on the podcast, Ryan. But like people who who stick it to me, and this guy's got an Oscar now. You got one other year. Would be Sam Rockwell. I don't think enough people know who Sam Rockwell is. Yep. Um, I'm a big fan of Stanley Tucci as well. Um, they would be two people that come come to mind straight away. I try to think of any female actresses that um, sort of spring to mind, as opposed um, to male actresses. <laughs> sorry, female actors. Sorry. Hashtag um, me too. I can't think. I can't think of anything at the top of my head at the moment. Um, the ones I like are, are generally well thought of, like Jennifer Lawrence and Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Um, your Meryl Streep's and um, who's the who's the woman from Billy Elliot? Aye, uh, I know who you mean. Uh, she's in the, she, she's in a spec ship savers advert these days. She's. It's not Judy, is it? No, it's not Judy Dench. It's uh, I know I know who you mean though. I don't know her name, but she's good. Yeah, she's. Aye. I'm gonna have to think. I'm gonna have to Google that, but. Oh, aye. What about yourself, Ryan? Um, aye, so I think my Julie big Waters. one's Julie. Sam Rockwell as well. Oh, aye, Julie Waters, yeah. Um, yeah, I think my big male one was Sam Rockwell. Like He's always um, popping up and Solid. stuff, and he's always brilliant in it. Yeah. Aye, so good. But... Um, uh- but that's why I like Stanley Tucci as well, just because they play character, they're character like this phrase character actors because they they are different. Going on Robbo's point about Leonardo DiCaprio, like he feels he plays the same character all the time. Like Stanley Tucci and, and Sam Rockwell were clearly different characters every time you see them, see them on screen. And I think that's why people forget their names because they play these smaller characters that help the the plot and help the movie move along. They're not the they're not generally the main people in the film. Yeah, it's Paul Giamatti's like that for me. I like him and stuff. He's yeah, yeah. he's a he's a great kind of. He just kind of keeps the movie going. His energy. He's a good actor. But yeah, um, for actresses, uh, had a couple there. So, um, sorry, just to find who I was looking at again. Diane Kruger, quite a fan of her. I think she's good. Is she in the Gladiator? Is that who that is? Oh no, she's in. No, is she in the? The Nicholas Cage, the that's who that she's in. Um, Treasure, National Treasure, blonde. Oh, she. I think she can be blonde. She's so I know if he, she's in Glorious Bastards. She's in that three scene. It's her. It's, uh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. She is in that. I don't know you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zoe Saldana, fan of her as well. I think she's quite underrated, even though she's in big films. I don't feel like she's a, a well-known name. Um, and me, Maggie Gyllenhaal as well. I like her. She's weird, man. Like she when she was the 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 love interest in Batman. And I'm not trying. I'm not to be, a fan of her in Batman because I'm not being funny. But she's not pretty enough. Like I'm not. She's she looks a bit. <laughs> she looks a bit weird. That's the first me too actual thing we have to <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm just saying, right? See if Batman is is getting a girlfriend. He can do better than her. I I I, I actually feel. I mean, I'm not a fan of Katie Holmes. Who was obviously in the first Batman film? I I do quite like Maggie Gyllenhaal. I think she's quite good. She's in a little movie called Stranger Than Fiction, which 
I think it's a nice little movie with Will Ferrell and Emma Thompson. But it it's a crap character in those films. As much as I love Nolan, that character is is a waste of screen time in those films. Uh, she's annoying. Uh, she's, 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 she's like, jump her, hey Arnold. She's like a female, hey Arnold. Just boring. <laughs> Just shush. Just shush and go away. What a random way to describe someone. But yeah, Talk, talking about, Gyllenha- talking about Gyllenhaal's though, I, I think Jake Gyllenhaal's underrated as well. Um, yeah. Because he's he's had mo- some of the movies he's had out in the last few years and not been nominated, like um, Nightcrawler or um, Nocturnal Animals, even Prisoners. Um, I think he's fantastic. And then also another actor that comes to mind, Michael Shannon as well, I think is yeah. is an underrated actor that needs more recognition. Yeah. We always got a shout out uh, on the podcast. There'll be five people Googling his name after this. Shannon, you'll be, you got thank you in the post for that, Robbie. I'm sure he's listening. Do you not know? Whatever. More people should know who Michael Shannon is. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure he's listening and he's going to thank you in the post. He's going to say thanks, guys, for increasing um, my profile. <laughs> on that note, how, how do people feel about Amy Adams? Yeah. Amy Adams. Yeah, I love Amy uh, Adams. I don't that, think she's underrated, it. though. Nah, yeah. she's not. I Rachel think she's Adams rated. is, I think. Rachel Adams, I think. I think she's brilliant as well. I really yeah, like Rachel she, Adams. She's good. Oh, Ryan's shaking his head. She shook off that yeah, notebook really fan. thing. She was good in it. I saw it on TV programme. It was a uh, it was a TV programme. The, uh, the first series was um, Matthew McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson. She was in the second one of that. True, true uh, Detectives. Yeah. She was in the second one. Yes. She was good. But she was a bit grittier. She wasn't as... Like, she's still pretty, but she wasn't playing a pretty blonde character. She was quite... She's still attractive, but she was playing a, a cop. She was good. Do you know who I like for comedy? Which I don't think she's really highly rated. Um, I like Leslie Mann for comedy mm. stuff. What else is she in? She's in This Is 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, I think she's... Even even in bad comedies, I always think she delivers yeah. um, in them. Aye. Cool. Um... We never spoke about any other films that we might have watched this week because I assume that none of you's watched any other films. Nah, it's really nah. kind of busy. <laughs> I've saw six films since we last spoke. Bloody da. Jesus. Well, it's a movie movie podcast, guys. Well, I'll tell you what, the, the length <laughs> of this is a, a feature-length film, to be honest. We've got well, two hours here. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just quickly to say, what, just because I want to know if you've seen any of them. I, I won't mention the ones I went to cinema to see, but I saw... Obviously, free at home. One of them was Zodiacs. So that's fine. But the two two films I'd never seen before. A film called Searching. Right, I know of it, but I've not seen it. And I watched Billy Elliot for the first time. Aye, I thought Billy Elliot was fantastic. Aye, I've, have any of you seen it? I've, do you know? No. I've seen it, and the only thing I remember about it is um, the obviously the kind of the main story. But the dad, uh, aye, he was he he's the one character. In fact, is Julia Walters not in that as well? She's the mum, or she's yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah. She's the, uh, the ballet teacher. It's the, it's the dad that I remember being just a typical working class spitting sawdust guy that can't deal with the fact that his son's a dancer. Um, I liked it, um, well, I, but I don't remember. I like the much about it. I like the little subplot that runs through the film about the, the his dad and his older brother are miners and they're on strike for the pits. Aye. And like that, I, I never realised that story was in it, and that's I thought it was a really nice, wee, well, not nice. It's not, it's not a great story actually, but it's no, no. it's done really well in the film. Ah, good. 
If you've not seen it, Ryan, I'd recommend it. I thought it was excellent. Nope. Yeah. No, I think it's on that uh, movie poster, is it not? So probably is need it? to get to it at some point. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming I don't it is. Think it but... was. All right. Because yeah, we were hoping Zodiac was on it as well, so we could scratch yeah. it off the wee. So I thought it was the wee list. So, um, should we just when are, when are you free next to do this? Just whenever, mate. I'm at it. Right, when's your schedule? I've got a good bit of annual leave now, but. It's busy with Sophie's birthday and I'm going over to Northern Ireland and Sophie, um, so I need to work it out and get back to you. I, I'm quite tight for time. See, uh, see a week on Friday. I'm, I've got seven, uh, seven weeks where I'm, I'm not doing, <laughs> I'm not doing anything. So I'll try and fit. I, I can probably try and fit you in amongst the stuff that I will be. But it's seven weeks, guys. Of um, is it? Time where I will have, I can maybe squeeze you in over the summer, but just keep me. I'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll be. I would jet set. I would jet set. I would do something. All right. Well, um, if you're listening, you can follow us on Movie Podders. Sorry, at, on Twitter at Movie Podders. Um, best place to listen to the podcast, which I don't know why I'm telling you on this because you're already listening. Probably Spotify. Um, uh, if you've got any questions, send them in on Twitter. On Instagram, which is also at Movie Podders, or you can send us an email at movie, which is moviepodders at gmail dot com. Need dick pics? Wait, wait, I've 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 heard a few of your podcasts, right? And you've never said that before. <laughs> is there a backstory here? Has somebody sent you a dick pic? Is that why you just said Ryan? That? Right, just right, Ryan right, right at the end, it's like, oh, by the way, right, none of these, stop it. You've had your laugh. None of this. I'm sick of these things. Um, <laughs> I think we shouldn't rule anything out. Like any correspondence we get with our fans, just, I think at this point is appreciated. Share it with somebody. Share it with somebody. That's that's passive. Pay <laughs> it forward. You've had to endure this for two hours. Make somebody else suffer. <laughs> tell them it's great, and then just tell it to press play. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Um, if, if you're going to do it, make it movie related. Do that at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you just say super bad though, couldn't you? Because at the end of super bad, that's all they show you. His penises. <laughs> is there a female version? Yeah, anyway, of this is, is, is taking this is taking a dip. Do, do they send fanny pics? <laughs> Are they accepting them? Are they accepting them? Listen, look, it's, it's 2019, folks. You should send us your stuff, we'll look at it. If we need to get back to you, we'll get back to you. Right. We'll, we'll get our people this to look at it. This is taking a turn. <laughs> so ever since Robos came onto the show, it's gone blue. Yeah. I, did, I, I didn't start this. Ryan, from know, but... unprompted, just said, don't send us pictures of your genitalia. <laughs> and I'm just saying, look, see, if, look, it's 2019, look, it's, we're all, who cares, man? Um, <laughs> on that note guys thanks for listening have a great week goodbye bye bye